I'm Elise. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast. Are we on the air? <laughs> Welcome back to Cool Moms. I was rusty because it's a new year. Hey. Hey. And it's been a while. Hey, Liz. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy. Happy day. Uh, do you not like when... Do you like, have an issue with the New Year as yeah, well? Yeah, because people have been saying that until it's damn near August. Like, it's done. It's still January. Hey. You can still say Happy New no, Year. It's, it's a non-religious based holiday. Everyone can celebrate. Everyone likes a fresh start. Mm-hmm. We do live in the Western world. People need to leave the gym because my gym is crowded and people are faking it because they're not going to last until the mid of February. So all y'all fake gym resolution, I'm going to lose weight for the first year. I need to get the hell up out of the gym and give it back to the people who need it and use it. I'm Thank you. Happy New Year. Honestly feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you said that's coming for you. Not I, but I'm about to cash in five days free. Try it out. I will. <laughs> this week in motherhood. I know we've, it's been a while, but what's been going on this particular week in motherhood with you? Um, it's been a long while, so I'm like trying to accumulate all of the many happenings. Yeah. Um, let's say, let's start by saying, Aram made her first walk yesterday. Yes, my baby girl's walking. Mm-hmm. Um, before she walked, she turned one. So it's she turned. Deal. This is her birthday. This is our baby's birthday month. Yeah. Um, it's been very emotional. Not for you, I suppose. No. <laughs> and I love how you left me in crickets after I went on like a long text Texas. I went and I said, Elise, I'm getting very emotional. Tomorrow is going to be the day that I went into labor. And it's really, it's really coming down on me. <laughs> Not her laughing this entire time. <laughs> Thank you. Because I didn't even read the whole thing. I started skipping out. I was like, it's too much. I gave you my heart. I didn't even know that you said that. I gave you my therapy moment. (laughs) It was cricket for like a whole week. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. But Iram turned one. Shout out to her. January 6th. Ooh, boom. (laughs) Happy birthday, Elle. Happy birthday, Iram. Happy birthday, Iram and Elle, our producer. And Sergeant. Seven. And Sergeant. Team Capricorn. It's Capricorn. Man. Team. Everybody's birthday. All these Capri- damn birthday. Billy goats. Scruff <laughs> McGruff. I love a Capricorn now that our babies are born. <laughs> um, so we celebrated birthdays. We celebrated walks. I've been very emotional. I was emotional yesterday when I was looking through Elise's Instagram as she <laughs> went through the first year of Sergeant's life. You would have thought that I birthed him. But I was like, I'm not going to give her another paragraph, too, because she didn't respond. Um, but I watched it. it I'm glad so it moved you. I did. Um, I just couldn't believe that I have a one-year-old. Right. Um, <laughs> re- You're so... I don't know why I'm so like emotionally detached from the whole thing. <laughs> You're just like, mm-hmm, you're cute. 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 Sorry, it's, it's nice. No, I, I think it's very sweet because you try to act like you have no feelings and you're I like know, feeling so much I'm about feeling. it. I know. Mm-hmm. She makes me feel. Good. She makes me feel. I love her. Um, what else? I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> you know your girl don't read. I knew I was going to laugh at that you don't read. I don't read. I'm I've happy for reading. you. Mm-hmm. But. What did you read? Okay. Audiobook is reading, right? No. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm okay. just really How about trying this? to be nice. Audiobook <laughs> with the book in your hand and reading along with the audiobook. Well, why are you is doing reading. that? Because this is what happens. I want to read on the train. I specifically took the train so I can read my book. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I read on a train, but then when I'm not when I'm not sitting down and I'm walking from across the street, I still want to continue the book, so I listen to the audiobook. Mm. So the so book is a front so people know that you're reading. You're, you're a whole asshole. <laughs> you're a whole hot asshole. You want people to know, like, I am reading Michelle no. Obama's Becoming. So I have the book. <laughs> can I can I announce the book that I read? Thank you. I had the book, and I was like, I ain't reading this shit. But, but because I don't have time, I feel guilty. Today, 
this is a real mother moment. I feel guilty reading because I have a list of things to do. So the fact that I can sit down and take mm-hmm. time to read means you ain't getting the shit done. We have a lot of things to do. I have a lot of things to do with self, business. So if I'm going to sit here and try to be cute and drink some tea in the corner of my, my room and say, today I'm reading. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, you don't got none of this to do? I had a long list of stuff to do, and I feel guilty reading and not getting. I thought she was gonna leave that guilt in 2018. No, I got shit to do. Oh. There's a lot of things I gotta get done that has not. Well, you know, I'm transitioning into getting done. Ain't no time to read but the train. So, my reading is for commuting. So you've been reading Michelle Obama's? Yes, <laughs> Auntie Mimi, I read you. I read your book, Auntie Mimi. Yes, I did. I tried to start reading another book, not inspired, but. I read Auntie Michelle's book, and it was really good. And uh, she touched a lot of motherhood. She touched a lot of, I mean, you guys can read the book, but she said some real um, real life things. And it was one thing that stuck out to me was how she never wanted to stand in the position of just taking on a wife role because she just knew her, her self-worth. And she always had plans to do other things outside of, you know, being Michelle Obama, the president's wife. So um, it was really amazing how she said sometimes she had to step back and take that position. But while taking while taking that position, she also was able to discover. Basically, she's a Capricorn and she's a non-stopper. Mm. And it was just amazing to see. She too how, is a Capricorn. Yes, Auntie Michelle's wow. a Capricorn, um, and she is the epitome of a Capricorn. Um, very controlling and <laughs> organized. <laughs> um, Uh, but I love her life and I love what she had to say about being a mom and how she made made motherhood a priority but made herself a priority and it wasn't it didn't come that easy it didn't come that easy for her and it was a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of resentment towards um, our former president Mr. Obama as he's growing and you know she just didn't want to have to adapt to someone else's life. And sure. that sounds like me. Like, she wanted to be selfless her whole way through when it came to her career. So I thought that was amazing. But she made it work. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week in motherhood, Elise? Fantastic. Tell me. Tell um, us. I don't even know where to start. Uh, Sergeant turned one this yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy Ross. birthday, my angel. All right. Sergeant Shakur okay. <laughs> and I didn't cry that once yesterday, and I'm incredibly emotional. Um, yeah, we switched. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt really proud. I'm just like, gosh, look at you. Div-. I just felt really proud and excited and happy. And, pardon me. Um, yeah, that was about that. You didn't go through those, the time lapse of like, oh, this time last year, I was sitting on the bed and my water broke and then I was sitting through I, these labor pains and not really I was like wow it's been a year and like we've had so much fun and I look back at all our photos and you know how your phone does that on this day oh, last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. and I looked I I hadn't looked at like my labor and birthing images in a while and I was like gosh this was so special and I felt really good about the fact that you know, all the people that were present when he was born were also present to celebrate his first year on this earth mm-hmm. so that was really sweet but it was chill. It was just a good day. And aside from that, what else have I been up to? I don't know. It feels like a lot to tap into. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know where I want to start. Oh, holiday time. Holiday time. Holiday That's time. Okay. Well, damn. Can I just recap it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember I was really hesitant about going. Duh. <laughs> I was really hesitant about. Going down south, just because I get very, like, anti in general when it comes to, like, having to make concessions for family. (laughs) Um, So, but we went to Charlotte. We had the best time with Sergeant's dad's family. Mm -hmm. Like, the best time. It was super sweet. And then his family did a lip sync battle. Oh, yes. You told me about this. Go ahead, Bragg. Go ahead. That's your time. And you know who won the lip sync battle? (laughs) Sergeant, hello, with his Google Gagas. No, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, <laughs> shut up. You on mute. I'm putting you on mute for the rest of my this week on motherhood. <laughs> no, girl. I was a judge for the lipstick battle because I really did not want, I, I don't like being put on the spot. So I was like, I'll just judge because I'm good at that. 
<laughs> so fake humble. You are so fake humble. And so, but you know, it's always the person in position like, I mean, but if it was me, I would do. So from the sideline, I'm all like, I mean, if I did it, I would do Dolly Parton's Jolene. So somebody was listening. And when I was getting my little stuff together, like, oh, Elise, glad you're up. You're next. You're going to do Dolly Parton's Jolene. At this point, I had like a very heavy glass of wine, which was much needed. And his family is a lot of people. They're all very animated. So I was like, Elise, I had this very quick pep talk. Like, if you're going to do it, commit. There is nothing more excruciating to watch than someone who like doesn't really want to do the karaoke or lip sync. And it's like, this ain't fun. So I did Dolly Parton Jolene. I went and got a chair from the kitchen so I could be seated. And then someone happened to have a tennis racket. I pulled the tennis racket as my prop and I began to strum it like a guitar. And I got up out of my chair and I serenaded every single person in the room. I went around. (laughs) I got full tens across the board. So pretty proud of myself. Made a great impression on the family. Everyone loves me now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really happy about that. That was fantastic. And then like uh, fast forward. I don't know. Oh, what's been going on in my life? <laughs> <laughs> the way you turned to look at her. We were texting. Li- what did I say? Hilarious. What did I say I was going to say? <laughs> I'm sorry. Welcome back. Welcome it's back. New Year. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Okay. But the thing I'm most excited about, um, since being pregnant and giving birth, my art practice, although I've, like, come out with a children's book, it's been put on pause. And so I got, like, the opportunity I've been wanting for my art. I'm doing this huge installation project in L.A. I'm teaching myself how to mosaic. Mm-hmm. Really excited about that. Um, so that's really been it that I'm going to share this time because we've got a few more episodes. Got more yeah. stuff coming. But yeah, I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm really excited to share my work with y'all in LA. And um, yeah, I'm feeling like an artist again. I'm just feeling really creative. And that's about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's still blonde in 2019. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nothing, because there's no good segue there. But I-, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You might have heard her voice a few seconds ago. Yes, our awesome third co-host of the day is Jacina Almond. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Welcome to Cool Moms. Jacina is a obviously a mother, but she's also a model and an entrepreneur and artist. And I think I feel like you got some other things in your pocket that you no, don't that pull works. out. That okay. Works. <laughs> yes. And 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 your last name is amazing. Thank you. I said that earlier. It's Thank really you. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now anybody asks me to spell it, I'm like, almond, like the nut. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Does your baby have your last name? No, her name is Six Rose Valentine. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a name. Yeah, you can't get any better than that. That's good. Six Rose. (laughs) Yeah. Where did that come from? Um, I was born on the sixth day. Her dad was born in the sixth month. Um, We never really thought about her name. We just called her Six, like, since the day I got pregnant. And... Yeah, that's it. His last name's Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It was always Baby Six. Rose. Where'd Rose Rose. Come? You know, what goes with Six and Valentine? She was just not about to have a middle name because what fits Because Six Valentine was solid. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, but all of, he and all his like siblings have our names and I was like, Rose, let's do it. Nice. So yeah. That's nice. beautiful. Let's, since you have mentioned now, since she was pregnant, since you were pregnant, uh, can we revisit what you were chatting about earlier? Like, what was happening? First, let's talk about what was happening in your life before you became pregnant, like right before you were pregnant. What did life look like for you? Um, I looked like a 20-year-old girl that worked at American Apparel. That's <laughs> 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 very free. So basically free. <laughs> yeah, very free, very, you know. Spandex. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and tennis skirts. Nice. Body suits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Titties mm-hmm. out. Yes. yes. <laughs> very 20. <laughs> yes. I can still look 20. <laughs> just so, just okay. in case anybody else wanted to know, okay? okay? I still have those options. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where did you, were you just like living life and having fun at 20 or where did you think you would be 
oh, five no. years from then. Yeah, I was just living life, having fun. You know, all models, they start. You have to work at American Apparel. Like, totally. for our age, you know, mm-hmm. worked at American Apparel if you wanted to be a model. So I was just waiting for my big break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was ready and prepared, okay? <laughs> I worked at American Apparel, but I did not want to be a model. I just no. wanted a job in free clothes. Uh, that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that Dream works. Harder. That too. <laughs> Dream harder. Okay. So yeah, I just was like, cool, you know, I'm going to be a model. It's going to happen. Um, just going to wait it out. Yeah. And have fun. <laughs> you had a lot of fun. A little, a little bit. And then, and so then you became pregnant. And then I felt pregnant. Wow. <laughs> Talk about it. Because I don't hear a lot of people say that. Um, no, I don't usually say that. I was just being sarcastic. Oh, but you did say that. <laughs> but you said, you said that you, you knew you were pregnant it. before oh, yeah, you actually we did. Took yeah. It. yeah, no, I definitely knew I was pregnant for like two weeks before. So we clearly weren't using any precautions. We, I was on the shot before I got pregnant. And Whoa. I knew, like, so you know the shot after has like that whole like 12 to 18 month type of. I have your, no clue If you got depo, hmm. like you're not going to get pregnant for at least 12 months after. Like you're. So I was like, hey, by the way, um, yeah, I stopped my last shot last year, and it's going to be 12 months soon. Oh, shoot. Um, so did you FYI, forget about the time? No, we had a whole convo about it. I said, I'm not getting on any birth control because I have found myself, and I'm not putting hormones <laughs> in my body <laughs> I'm now 20, and I'm an adult, and I know that these are not good for you anymore, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you want to start wearing condoms? Uh, no, of that didn't happen. Not. Which is such an important topic. It's like, what is it? What is it that... Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Um, we knew uh, we were just playing, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the convo. It was like, if it happens, it happens. But it's and not going to really happen. It's always cute and Yeah, very. we didn't... Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it happened. We knew, like, literally before before I took a test, before my I couldn't sleep on my stomach. My boobs were hurting so bad. I was just tired. And so, yeah, he was just like, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. You're definitely pregnant. I was like, ha you're you're funny. It's not pregnant. Are you joking? You were in denial. Yeah, I was in denial. But then, so we found out on his birthday, June 24th, 2016. That was the day I was supposed to have my period as well. <laughs> um, I went to a shoot. On the way home, I said, you know what? Period's not here. Let me just stop at this CVS. I just went straight to the bathroom. It was positive. So I, I just walked out. into my, our room. Mind you, we have roommates. He moved in with me um, to my one little bedroom. This is very 20s. We have other two other roommates. I just walk into our room like, happy birthday. You're going to be a dad. Damn. Nope. Yeah. You didn't yeah. cry by yourself. What was no? What was I was excited as fuck. Excuse oh, you were. me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be a mom. This is oh, great. Nice. Did you think you were always gonna be a mother? Yeah, that's a, that's the crazy part. Is mm. like I've always wanted to be a mom since I was tiny. Okay. My mom was surprised I wasn't a teen mom. Your mama said that? Yeah, she was like surprised I made it to twenty without having a baby. <laughs> she was like, Your mom know you a fucking. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told her when I lost. I was. I was having. I start lost my virginity at seventeen. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> That's Are late, you ready? No, 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 no. It, that wasn't a judgment pause. I think that was Lizzie and I trying to figure out how much we were gonna reveal about ourselves. <laughs> well, in our uh... response. <laughs> <laughs> so relatively yes that is a late bloom yeah i felt like i was super late in the game okay um and then i respect your decisions super excited about pregnancy but Mm -hmm. you've talked about experiencing pregnancy alone what was that transition like well so six's dad are do i even want to have the convo six's dad is a rapper um if you know him you know him if you don't it's fine you'll you will eventually (laughs) he's my guy still not gonna play him um so yeah so it was he kind of left to go to la when i was like in the beginning of my first trimester um, 
And it was basically, yeah, he lived in, he was in LA like the whole time. Um, he would come back to Atlanta for a couple of days, do whatever he had to do there like work-wise. But yeah, I gave birth alone. Oh no. Wow. I, yeah, I was. What was that like? It Wait, you were basically crazy. by yourself throughout the whole entire trimester. All, your, uh, all three? All three, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Every trimester is crucial. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was stressful. It was tough because especially at 20, you don't, like, you know, you're like, I'm pregnant. You're going to rub my belly and rub my feet and take care of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was a wake-up call, bitch. Right. Hi. Yeah. You're alone. Right. Um, so it was hard. It was stressful. It, w- it sucked a little bit, you know? Um, and, you know, you always think, it's going to be different, but it wasn't. And, you know, I did it. It was, it's, I feel like it was really empowering because you realize that you, you know, you don't really need anybody and you can do whatever you need. Like, you're going to get through it and you're going to do what you have to do to make it work. My so. theory. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you took one step at a time. Yeah. And you figured it out. Yeah, exactly. What was your community like um, before pregnancy, while you were pregnant, rather? Well, so I met my best friend, Six's godmom, while I was pregnant, actually. I was, like, four months pregnant. Um, so I was always a bit of a loner in, like, Atlanta. I had just moved there. I was I moved there when, a year before. And people knew me, but I didn't really, like, go out that much. I It was more or less so, like, internet friends or, like, hi, bye. I never had any, like, a close group of friends. And more people knew her dad. Um, and so I had posted, I was drawing a lot then. I had posted something. I was like, I feel like all my dreams are falling away or slipping away or whatever. And one of his friends, her name's Sienna, Six Godmom, she actually reached out to me like, yo, what's good? Like, you're de- you're depressed, yeah. bitch. Boss <laughs> up. <laughs> okay? okay. So we hung out. Um, and literally, we hung out. We got food. And I went to her house. And I stayed at her house for like two days. And we've been inseparable ever since. Aww. Yeah. So she was like, you're fairy godmother. Yeah. No, yes. for real. What Definitely. about your friend? <laughs> <laughs> she was there when I gave birth. She's She was like my stand-in co-parent, basically. Kind yeah. Of, you know? So yeah. Do you, have, are you, do you have good relationships with your parents? Your birth parents? Um, yeah, like, uh, not my dad, but my mom. She, but she lives in Michigan, and so she's not around as much as I would like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. I'm glad you brought up parents and mom, because I had read something, like a really layered story about being in college, dropping out, and then a transition. Mm-hmm. What was that like with your mom? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I was in college. I grew up in Kentucky. I went to the University of Kentucky full ride. And but so from like seven to like then, I my mom I had a stepdad, but it was like a really tumultuous, abusive relationship, very controlling. Like my whole life. That's why. That's really why I didn't lose my virginity until I was seventeen, because I wasn't gonna die. Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even like allowed to leave the house, y'all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Phone checked every time I got home from school wasn't allowed to text boys like it was crazy it was crazy um but there was like physical abuse blah 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 blah. um and it got to the point where it was like fearing for our lives like there was a gun in the house all this extra stuff whatever um so yeah so my mom hatched this elaborate plan and with her with my grandpa and basically we had to say that her like grandma died and we had to go Really, we didn't, we just drove from my house. Like, I didn't know what was happening. My mom didn't fill me in. I packed a duffel bag of a funeral dress and two, like, my sister's black dress and, like, two outfits. He was like, we're coming home. No, that was the last time I saw the house that I, like, stayed, grew up in. Like, that was it. Um, We just drove away. And I've never, like, I was never been back to Kentucky since then. Um, I had to, like, withdraw, never, didn't say bye to my friends, nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's wild. Like, no, but, like, people don't realize, like, shit like that happens. No, it's, it's crazy. Because it's, like, it's like a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It's legit a movie. Yeah. And so what, how did that shape, like, what you thought about? If at all, like mm-hmm. what you thought about parenting and household mm-hmm. and dynamics between a man and a woman in a house. Yeah. No, yeah, that's basically, I just wanted all the entire opposite, you know? I just wanted something healthy and I wanted to show my children, like, parents that love each other and, like, I just wanted to show her love, really. That's all I wanted to show her is when I was pregnant, I was like, I just want her to know what love is and mm-hmm. to, like, never. I wanted us to always, like, she can always come to us for anything. You know, she's in free control of her life. And, 
you know, like she's her own person, but, and we're just there to support her and guide her through this life. Yeah. So just, nice. that's all really all I want for her. <laughs> that reminds me of Kai's episode. Like, I want to serve as your guide. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Just like, I I'm here to help you become yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would grow up in such like a controlling environment. That is still things that I still struggle with. Like expressing myself is... Mm. Like I feel words like it caught in my throat and I'm like scared to say things sometimes Cause just because I was, yeah, I was never allowed to say anything growing up. So yeah. Was your really mom to me. also channeling those behaviors or was no, it mostly I, from your stepfather? It was from my stepdad and um, my mom would try to kind of act as like, you know, like help out, but she was being abused yeah, as well. It's and hard. So it's hard. It was hard for her. Um, and yeah, so she kind she didn't she didn't make it worse, but she also didn't stand up and you know make it better. She, she didn't know how to. Yeah, maybe. she didn't. No, she mm -hmm. she didn't know how to. Yeah. And that's her. That's her her own demons that she still has to deal with and things that you know we've forgiven her for, but right. she doesn't. She has to deal with those things and that guilt. Yeah. So. Totally. Does she have a relationship with six? Yeah, yeah, of nice. course. Yes, yes. We call her Gigi. Gigi. She wanted to be called Glamma, but I was like, Yeah, everyone's kind of. Yeah, my, yeah. my mother tried to throw that in yeah, there too. Yeah, I was like, That's not it. That's, that's not it. We it's will not. Nini Leaks. Michelle, you know that. <laughs> Michelle, she listens to us every Michelle, the Glamma thing is it's not going to It's not work. happening. You can text me about it later. But. <laughs> and so now, because, like, so. I, I just spoke on this panel the other day uh, about motherhood mm -hmm. um, based on this film. And the biggest question that people were talking about or, or a big topic was family structure, what is what works, um, and bucking against this idea of like, what is traditional? Right. And like, is that even still a relevant term? Mm -hmm. So what does co-parenting look like for you? Um, it's crazy because we don't have even a normal relation, like, uh, not relationship, but a normal schedule to where we can have, like, these normal, like, your week, my week, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, co-parenting is basically us and a text thread, like, trying to figure out who's even going to be where and who's going to be able to watch her, you know? Yeah. So I've, bas I've really had six, like, for two years, like, on my own, and because her dad's been on, been t on touring, um basically the past two years and working on his second album. So he hasn't even had like a lot of time. And it would be like, like for Father's Day, I flew out to LA, like on Father's Day, he spent the day with her. I worked for two days and then we had to fly home. Like, so we just try to make it work and that's all that we can do. Right. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel that I'm like constantly just figure out how to make things work yeah right, it's well. a bunch of flying like that's what co-parenting is for you us you guys kind of work similar it's like mostly you working around for, for you to get your time you have to work around everybody else's yeah time. yeah that's the that's sometimes where like the anger comes in yeah it's like, a lot of resentment i don't have my own time but i will say if you listen thanks for this week in new york <laughs> okay <laughs> and so what have you been doing while you're here what's your time look like when you're traveling um, so I came here to get signed. I got signed. Um, and that's it. Like, I've just been working. Wait, no, you can can't cut that Wait, wait, I was gonna, like, pop the water no, bottle. No, What's no, up? Where'd good. you get signed? What are you doing? Do you want to announce that? Wait, no. can you? I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah, okay. I can announce But it's not a big deal to me. It's like, you know, like, oh. the next step. We okay, gotta, okay, you know? cute. I mean, <laughs> she's, a mother. she's like, she I do this. Like, she's like, I do this. I do this. This isn't a celebratory moment. I do this. this is just the next step. Okay. So, yeah, I came here for that sole purpose in mind. So, what does it mean to model today, uh, like what's the, what does your average day look like as a model? Um, a lot of emailing and trying to figure out schedules and where you're gonna be and juggling your agents that want you, like of course New York wants you here, LA wants you there. So just a lot of juggling and yeah. Why Atlanta? When, especially considering your career. Okay, so I was supposed to leave Atlanta and move to LA last summer, and but I hate LA. I don't like the vibe. Mm -hmm. Why? Wow. What's up? What's the vibe feel like? That way. Uh, <laughs> you want to use the f word? You want to use the f word? What? No. Fake? Fake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake. Oh, okay. Fake. Yeah. Fake. So. I just was like, I'll stay in Atlanta. My best friend's there. Six is Godmom. She's a bunch of help. And 
Atlanta is historically a black city. I'm raising a black child. Um, and I just want her, like, there's a culture there that we can't get in New York or L.A. Like, she's never going to. Atlanta kids, like. You've been in the Bronx? There's black culture there. Oh, I've never been to the Bronx. <laughs> nah, I've never nah, been. Nah, it's nah, not, nah, but nah, you nah. can't. It's not Atlanta. Like you know, it's not. Atlanta, Atlanta is Brooklyn the is black. Oh, it ain't black. No, no, no. Brooklyn ain't black. I will say though, like you know, New York definitely has and has had its time. LA continues to do whatever it is that happens in LA. I think I, I, I don't. I don't dislike LA, but it's just a different vibe. But I think Atlanta, you cannot deny that, like black creative yeah. artistic you renaissance that it's happening in atlanta mm-hmm. yeah it's it is black you can't yeah. hide that and i think that's important if you're raising like for me to have the option to live in atlanta and i'm raising a black child yeah for sure that's always going to be my first choice for sure that's, mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. that's wonderful i ain't been back to atlanta since <laughs> my like sophomore year of college i shunned atlanta oh <laughs> <laughs> No, Where I mean, did you go? I also grew up in the suburbs, yeah. so it was kind of boring. Yeah. I don't know. Atlanta wasn't as cool when I was in Atlanta. Yeah, George- really? I thought. Why are you looking? Wait, at Atlanta me like was that? always a thing though, because I okay. thought about TLC. Our producer, about- yeah, 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 all of that. Sure, if you are <clears throat> in the city of Atlanta, then Atlanta is cool. Okay. But at Atla- everyone says they're from Atlanta, but Atlanta is like 45, 50 minutes every direction outside okay. of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Also. And okay. when you live there, it's just like, I mean, right. you could also be in, like, Oklahoma. Right. Is that you an could A-town be in hat? <laughs> I'm like, you got, you got an A-town no, hat. Girl, that's Alabama. Lizzie. Oh. <laughs> How do you know the difference between an A and an A? Oh, my God. It's Roll Tide. Everybody knows. Oh. <laughs> you, better, you better rep in redneck. Not the camo, too. <laughs> Not the red A in the camo. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. So now you've signed. Yeah. And, like, what are your hopes for your trajectory moving forward in modeling and then then outside of that? Um, Hopes. I'm one of those, like, realistic people that, like, Oh yeah, everybody's like, dream big. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want some, to make some fucking money. Okay? <laughs> I need some. I need some money. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, I don't have any like supermodel hopes or anything like that. I just really just want to. I want to be able to support myself without getting ready to drop. That's all. It, that's you know. Yeah. And I have the most fun and stuff when it's when I'm in creative control or when I do like a test shoot with like a really dope team and it's creative, like it's a creative like effort um, mm-hmm. among us. Otherwise, it's work, really, you know, like, yeah, on my job, it's work still, but it's fun work. And I don't have to go to wake up and go to work every day and I can make money. So that's my hope. I just want to be able to support myself and have financial freedom huh. through my modeling career yeah and maybe a little i want a cover of a magazine or something uh totally know. maybe that's, a cover we see that Girl, you can get more than a cover. Mm-hmm. yeah totally <laughs> Justina is gorgeous thank you guys thank Stunning. you thank you thank you thank you thank you can you talk about tender yes not the app <laughs> tender t-e-n-d-r e-r like a chicken <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. tender is a subscription box service curated for each trimester of pregnancy we provide elevated (laughs) essentials for modern women journeying through motherhood birth pregnancy fourth trimester i was gonna say the fourth trimester so it's four boxes um like first through fourth trimester um which is like our postpartum postpartum newborn baby box so yeah it's really cool and it's like Really just, like, self-care tools and, like, educational guides. Um, all handcrafted, made, natural by other women. It's all... Ooh. Most most of it is, like, mother-owned brands. Um, and it's, like, teas, candles that... I curated, like, this candle collection for each trimester. So, like, the first trimester is, like, a citrusy smell and... The, the fourth one is like a celebratory celebratory when you celebratory when you celebrate i was like which one is a girl when you celebrate yeah yeah so yeah and a bunch of of course like belly oils and rubs and scrubs and aromatherapy shower steamer tablets or a bunch of really cool stuff that is just a box of self-care 
for women that, you know, not might not necessarily have that time. Yeah, probably wouldn't think to do it for yourself. Yeah, I would. It's like uh, something I would have loved to get every when I reach that next trimester mark as like a little hoorah, like oh, oh you know we're we're moving, we're yeah. keep doing going, it. Yeah. Still doing it. I would have I would have loved to get something like that in the mail, and um, especially since I was alone, you know, so it would have been cool to be like, hey, good job. Like, yeah, that's a great gift. Did yeah, you, it's an amazing. Gift. Did the idea of tender. <laughs> Did it happen before pregnancy or once six was born? No. It, so that's the thing. I've always been very, inter- like I told you I wanted to be a mom. And so I've always been very interested and obsessed with those type of things. And so I, after six was born, I was like, I want to do something f- that's not just modeling or art or writing. I want to actually have a business. So, and that was what I was, um, that's my passion. That's what I'm really passionate about. And I was like, okay, so I can't do birth work because I'm trying to raise six. And it's that's not that's not going to work with my schedule. Babies get born whenever they want to be born, okay? Mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I do for for pregnant women What to support them? Because that, that's what I'm passionate about is like pregnancy and everything. So I was like, what can I do to support them? And, you know, subscription boxes are the thing right now. So I was totally. like, okay, maybe I can make a box. I was like, okay, make four boxes. <laughs> nice. That's really cool. So, I yeah. like that. Yeah. You know Thank what you. I appreciate about this is that, you know, I, I think that you're really going to help shed light on what motherhood looks like at a different stage. Like, wait, mm-hmm. are you still considered a millennial? Are you a millennial? I think I'm 23. Gen. Oh, don't do me that. that. I don't know. We know we're not trying to do you no way. <laughs> Girl, you better take your generation. Right. No, seriously. But, but say that to say... Um, I remember being 23 and like romanticizing what it would be like to have a baby. I remember having some unprotected sex. And then every time I had unprotected sex, I'd be like, I think I'm pregnant. And then being kind of excited about yeah. it. But yeah. thank God it didn't happen for me. I wasn't ready. That wouldn't have worked out for Elise <laughs> mm-hmm. at that time. But I think it's really showing women um, of Gen Z. Did we figure it out? Can I be a cuss baby? Can I be yeah, a cuss? Sure. Of the cuss? We got a bunch of, like a bunch of old hags in here. What generation are you? Right, right. <laughs> what are you guys right. calling yourselves now? Um, anyways. Your birth year was 1998? Five. Damn, Lizzie. What is she, 12? 98. 1998 is not 12, boo. Do your math. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Come on. I don't know. Anyways, the... Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. It's been confirmed. Wow. It hasn't. Oh, We're okay. still Googling. Sorry, you're not a millennial. All the best okay. albums it's came fine. out in 95. So it's, it's fine. Good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Point being, though, just being able to sh- uh, show a new face of what motherhood can look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motherhood uh, in the age of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Motherhood in the age of the internet. Mm-hmm. Motherhood in the age of Atlanta being a fucking city that people love. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. truly, though, Mm -hmm. like a hub of culture. So I think this is really important because, shit, Gen Z going to be mama soon. Yeah, I think it's important, too, just because we... Gen Z. Thanks. I mean, disgusted a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. I mean, because you um, represent a voice. That yeah, is very important. And there's usually like a, a negative stigma attached to young moms, you know? And yeah, so right. I think it's Which I want to that... talk about, actually. Yeah. For sure. Let's do it. I mean, um, hit it. <laughs> I mean, no, I get it all the time. I'm. <laughs> I am usually always the youngest one on the playground. I'm always. Little kids ask me if I'm Six's like sister. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I at least like every few months. Like your little sister is so cute. I'm like, thanks. like things in fifteen. She actually came out of my vagina. You do the, you do the peace sign. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> How? What is it like being around other mothers? And is it intimidating? Might it be? No, it's kind it of scary. It's it's. It's not scary. It's intimidating a little bit. And it's a little annoying because, you know, like, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I get to do things like take six to tumbling class. And I get, and usually in those spaces, I'm surrounded by, like, upper class, other stay-at-home moms. I don't ever see anybody that looks like me at any children thing class we do. And so it's it can be a little bit isolating because, first, like, you know, moms are not, like, they don't really... 
especially like talk when, yeah they're not like they're not like the most welcoming group for some reason because they're busy sizing other people up yeah yeah and so it can be a little isolating experience and then especially going through toddlerhood and you know toddlers have tantrums and they may hit other people <laughs> so i'm like six please don't hit that little white kid please six keep your hands to yourself okay and you look like the babysitter who don't know yeah. how to tame. yes exactly <laughs> me on the playground like come on six let's let's go over here please oh my god i imagine jc at like a tumbling class and like some really inappropriate woman like are you nannying for other families as well? <laughs> Tell me what their parents are like. <laughs> like, do you have Monday and Wednesday free by chance? Right. <laughs> right. Are you taking on other kids? So yeah, the, and and like when it comes that what's crazy about tumbling classes, I wore like bike shorts to the first one. Oh, so I was like, you a mother and you fit. No. Oh, I was like, oh no. god. I, w- no. I was looking around like this was this wasn't it, and I didn't wear a bra either. And I'm like, I'm like jumping around. I'm like, no, this this you didn't think this through. I was like, God, no. You know, you mothers are insecure think- about their bodies. So yeah, I mean, listen. Today I went to a tumbling class. Me and Sergeant's dad mm-hmm. went together, which I'm super excited about. And it's the best, right? It's the best. Mm-hmm. And. It doesn't matter what a face might look like, because you know our instructor was a nice woman. Mm-hmm. But her, I think, <laughs> <laughs> go, go, please go. I want this to finish. I want to hear this to the end. Be so mad at Come me. Come on. Anyways, I, I think her was physic. Her physicality was probably her best asset, right? Okay. Like her body. Okay. She had a really thick butt, mm-hmm. hips. Okay. But she, <laughs> okay. White girl, and Oof. but she had on leggings. And I don't know if I was being just too self-aware, but I felt like she was so excited that Sergeant's dad was there that she kept moving her ass in our direction. And then when she had to lean over on the thing to to practice drumming, she leaned right by him. And then she told some other kids, some kid was staring at him. She was like, what? You've never seen a really crazy looking dad before? And I was like, she did not. Listen here, Heather. (laughs) Take your little Heather red ass to the corner, okay? Right? Oh, no. See, I was like, okay, you might be tripping. Maybe she just had on leggings. But I yeah. It was much. She bending over and dropping it. Imagine Jacina with no bra, <laughs> nipples cutting through her Side shirt, boobs. <laughs> and a flat and stomach. And you know I'm nursing, so they was bouncing now. With a flat stomach, and you got like a six month old. I can't. So, yeah. I cannot yeah, deal. It's a. It's. Yeah. It's. It's hard. I just go there and have fun with six. <laughs> So, Justina, you spoke candidly on social media. Yes. Um, about the common struggles of motherhood. And I kind of really loved what you revealed. I think you kept it very raw and really kind of, you know, showed an open face of like what a lifestyle is. Yeah. And I think it was very heroic of you and Thank very you. important because Thank you're so speaking much. to a lot of people who might have been plain face, not to say you're plain face. No, yeah. On um, what it is to be a mom. Because um, I'm sure it's like, oh, did you have postpartum? I'm like, no, I didn't have postpartum right. until you really step in. Can you really talk about um, what those, you know, that moment that you expressed on social media? Yeah. So for me, it's like you said, it, everything, everybody thinks you're so happy and your life is perfect and blah, 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 based on what they see on the Internet. And I've tried to be like candid about it's not like you know, there's rough times, guys. It's not all <laughs> fun and games. Um, but I don't think I've ever really spoke on it. Um, so for me, and I think for me, to release that from from just to be able to say, hey, like, this shit's not that, like, not that it's not that great, but, like, there's times where I've been at my lowest point, and my lowest point has been when I'm a mother, like, has been through this motherhood journey. Um so it's it was freeing almost to be able to like own it and stand in it and not have to act all the time like everything is okay. Right. Because um, if you go on your social media, you see all these amazing, beautiful photos of you and yeah, sex. Yeah. And I guess people and their social media ads start to drop these narratives and right. say, oh, this is life. Yeah, exactly. So then I have girls in my DMs like, Can, give me advice. And like, how, how do you juggle being a mom and modeling and blah, blah, blah. I'm like... What you don't know is Six probably screamed through a whole shoot and or I left Six in the car and shot right out 
in the car, but I was right outside and she just had to sit there in the car while I was shooting outside on the sidewalk because I didn't have anybody to watch her. Mm. Like, you don't know those those parts or you don't know the time where I had to jump on a plane, fly to a shoot that she's booked for and then jump right back on a plane. And these are five hour flights, like have fun with a toddler on a five hour flight. And you felt alone throughout. Yeah. And, you know, you get and it's angry. You get angry that like, hey, I'm a parent, but there's also another parent here. <laughs> uh, where yet? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, and it was. I think I spent a lot of time being angry when I could. I don't know. I just spent a lot of time being angry that that was my reality when I could have spent more time trying to just accept it and embrace it and mo- like sort through the anger in a healthy way and like not let it get me so caught up in being angry. And, and what? what- we got questions (laughs) i was gonna say what was your healthy avenue for healing from that the anger and the resentment for me it was literally like changing my perception of it like yeah i can be angry that you're not helping me or i can look at myself in the mirror and say like look what the fuck you've done like you know like you really gotta boss up in a certain way and be like look what the fuck you've done like you have to be proud of it so for me it was changing how I looked at it and then the feelings changed following my perception changing like okay you know what I can do it look what you've done like I'm proud of myself you Mm. know so yeah so yeah it's me it's me embracing it and being proud of it instead of using instead of being a victim and say where were you I was alone it's me using it to say I did it amazing right this is the rest of your life. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. The rest of your yeah. Life. It's not changing, so I'm not gonna like be. I'm not gonna put myself in a position to feel defeated by it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacina. Thank you guys thank for having me. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you so much for being so yeah. candid. Thanks for having yes. me. If you want to hang out with us, we're gonna do sliding in the DMs. I'll stay. It's that time again, sliding in our DMs. We've got Danielle from Chattanooga, and Danielle wants to know how do you set boundaries now that you're a mother with your family? Okay. Mm. Um, at first, I was really timid. Like, So I didn't want Six to watch TV. I didn't want... Six is... She's vegan with me, okay? Mm. <laughs> she doesn't... And I... Oh, was, I know your family was like, what? Uh-uh, when she come over here, though... She getting poor. <laughs> she gonna be, eat chicken like just like her daddy did when he was six months, okay? And he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just had to be like... Err. She's not. Mm. <laughs> Good luck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. Um, it was me learning. Like like I said, I didn't. I've never known how to express myself because I wasn't allowed to. So it's a struggle because these are generally people that are older than me and people that are you're like these are your elders. Respect. Blah 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 blah. But then you have to realize I have a whole human to look like. That's my job. I don't have the time to not say what the fuck I want to say and speak up for what I believe in. I don't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That was me learning how to speak up and say what I want and making sure that I'm heard and res- and respected as her mom. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. motherhood, find your voice. Yes. Amen. Liz. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't have a middle ground, so I struggle with learning how to say things in a mature adult way um, and conscious of people's feelings and understanding is either I'm going to be very sweet or mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, have to say it in the harshest way for you to understand. But over the holidays, um, I kind of lashed out at my family because they think that Iram only has one family. Um, it's mostly my dad. I don't know. He w- has this really chauvinistic mindset and wants to throw out this whole Nigerian tribe thing whenever he thinks it's relevant. And when I say that, for Thanksgiving... Everyone's at my house. I hosted, I hosted Thanksgiving. It was mostly my family. And Akeem has a lot of family. And none of his family was around, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind. Akeem's very chill. He's not like assertive where he's like, oh, my family, this family, I have to. He's like, I play it as it goes. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, wherever I land is where I land. I'm chill. So I looked at it as like, all right, Thanksgiving with my family. Akeem's dad drove in two hours in the morning at like 8 o'clock in the morning um, from Pennsylvania to come and see his granddaughter. So he came and was excited for our first Christmas and um, my sister calls me like hey dad wants everyone to come over to Staten Island I said hell no Akeem's dad's here yeah and you guys had all the other holidays plus more he's gonna 
spend time with his granddaughter. Um, and he made a big fuss. And I put my hand, I put my foot down. But then I don't know how Aram ended up there anyway. I didn't go. But so then you put your damn foot down. I did. Or did I you tap your toe? I didn't go. I tapped my toenails because I didn't go. But Aram, somebody came and picked Aram up to go see her granddaddy in Staten Island. Um, and that was the story. But I was just really, really annoyed that, you know, my family doesn't, can't appreciate that there's other people in this equation. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like that. You I think know. that's a grandchild thing. It is. So you're learning to set boundaries still. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to work on you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit, because I set a boundary. Oh, oh, fill us in. I set boundaries and I set them. You know, I, I too have have had a difficult time uh, existing in the middle and finding a way to communicate what I need that is going to be received well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've gotten a lot better at that. And I've also realized that sometimes it's not about what you say, it's actions. So, for example, when we go down to meet with his dad's family down south, there's so much family. And I'm not used to all of those people being around. Of course, they all want to spend time. They all want to see and they all deserve that. However, I also deserve my sanity. So I've learned like, okay, when I go down there, I'm going to get an Airbnb now. Mm. And the Airbnb makes people feel like, oh, I should ask and call and see if it's okay. Does it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. this is my space. And you have to call before you come. You have to get the address to, yeah. <laughs> to my space. You don't know around that? <laughs> you can't pop up at the hotel? <laughs> so, so you know, it, it's it's acting in that way. And even with my own family, I think I, I probably have a more difficult time setting boundaries because everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants photos. Everybody wants to share. Everyone wants to know what's going on because Sergeant is for I think he's the first great grandchild and yeah, yeah all the things right he's things. the first and <laughs> all the things all the, the things first. I don't know he's the first he's number one <laughs> <laughs> and it's tough when people especially being a mother who's alone a lot of the time it's like hey just because I'm at home doesn't mean I'm available I'm emailing I'm working he's napping so I have this hour window to get x y and z done or maybe to take a nap or maybe to just be quiet mm-hmm. and I need that so I just don't pick up. <laughs> oh, that, that's your I mean, that's avoidance your is the easiest. Yeah, yeah sometimes I just don't pick up or, yeah. you know, I, I say, hey, mornings are better. You know, or I'll create this shared album and I'll put photos in it. <laughs> oh, I'm you glad check, you're doing it. You can check it out. So I think there's so many ways, Danielle, that you can and need to <laughs> set boundaries, whether it's like very explicitly saying it. Sometimes you tap your toe, but tapping your toe, get to like stomping your foot, mm-hmm. you know, because ultimately it's at the detriment of yourself if you don't do it. You're yeah, going to let people sure. drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. That's going to happen this year. It's 2019. Oh, oh, now you want some new year, new me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> new us. New everything. <laughs> Again, Jacina, thank you so much for your time. Thank shout you out to Chattanooga. Okay, shout out to Chattahoochee. <laughs> <laughs> We're so childish. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks again, Justina.